saying I'm sorry uh, and here's why uh, I had this big old thing planned out we weren't going to record an episode last week um, I recorded something for it um, it was really engaging and all this crap um, got post ready for it and I never posted them or shipped the audio um, so we're still here I apologize for the gap in content but you had a good reason yeah, I turned 30. I officially became the part of the old man club. You're an adult now. <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, so we, we skipped a week just to take off and enjoy the weekend. Um, we got to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was fun. But we're back um, with, uh, with Surviving the Church Part 2. Um, and uh, we kind of had different plans for this going into this episode, um, but it kind of transformed into, you know, we were going to talk about kind of more church stuff currently, um, but we honestly decided that we need to talk about the beginning, um, our first church experience, when we were young, what we grew up in, how that affected, and and kind of way before um, really episode one of Surviving the Church even. <laughs> Yeah, like how, what, what, what religion we were brought up with, what God looked like to us as little ones, uh, what kind of formed our beliefs and what we had to unform once we um, started thinking independently. Yeah, yeah. So, so, Julia, mm-hmm. how did you grow up? What was your first experience <laughs> with church? My first experience in church was um, always. <laughs> there wasn't any first experience. It was the normal thing in my in my household. We right. we were there all the time. Uh, we were in every program available. We were always always at church. Uh, we memorized Bible at home. We had projects that we had to do that involved the Bible. I mean, it was very heavy, heavy religion. Now, when you say religion, was it religion as in, like, legalism, or was it religion as in just, like, the workings of faith? It's kind of like, both. So there was definitely faith involved, but it, most of it was very heavy-handed legalism. Okay. Like, you know, um, bring your Bible to church. That's a non-starter. Like, if you didn't bring your Bible to church, you were shunned <laughs> well, but, <I laughs> or mean, heavily reprimanded. Like, it was a, you had to bring your Bible to church. You had to have the Lord's Prayer memorized. You had to have the <laughs> the Pledge of Allegiance memorized. Well, do you um, remember people seeing like what were the what were the sentiments toward people who didn't do that or remember the Lord's Prayer? Or they didn't love that? Jesus as much as I did. But was that taught in the church you grew up in? Very subtly. 
Or was su- it just su- like subtly. the body language and they wouldn't interact with them as much? It's more just underhanded comments like, you know, if you don't bring your Bible to church, then how are you going to be able to read? You know, it's there. It's available. Right. People in China don't have Bibles and you're walking around um, an American church where it's free available. You know, this is back before the Internet. <laughs> so, you know, you didn't have Bibles on phones or whatever. So you have to carry it around with you everywhere if you wanted to see what it said. Right. Um, yeah, just um, very checklisty. You know, um, wear your nice clothes. Memorize the Bible. Don't get anything wrong. Don't take anything out of context. Um, Which is basically um, code for do not disagree. Yeah. Um, always always respect your elders. Always respect the pastors. Right. Which isn't... Uh, none of those things on their own are... Uh, bad. Are, are bad or even... You know, you probably should be doing those things, but to say just the the, the stance that you're not a good enough Christian if you don't do right X Y Z. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty much up until 18. Like that was the consistent. It was very fundamental. It was very just black and white. Here's what a Christian looks like. Here's what they don't look like. You don't cuss. You don't. You know, I'm sure people know exactly what I'm talking about. You you know, you just look like a Christian, and if you don't look right. like a Christian, you are defaming is that a word defaming the name of christ like you're making right. him look bad right well and, and also for your family what you're one of ten yeah so we had all sorts of stereotypes against yeah. us so yeah. we had to, we had to make sure that image didn't get tartered in any way tartered. right right because so you tartered. were also taught that um if you defame christ you defame the family yeah, it was very culty. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if it was intentional, but it was very just, you know, your identity was the church, and you were not anything apart from that. Right. Well, what was the biggest bad takeaway? Like, the one. Like, there, there's probably many things that have that, that caused issues with, um, but what is the number one thing you can tell? I mean, as you said, there are several, and we could sit here and talk for a while uh, probably the if i had to narrow it down to one the feeling that if you were not saved genuinely well what does that look like so let's break that down so like let's what were you taught was salvation because like like as we know it now me and you and our family salvation is believing in jesus and what he did and that is it like like that that's it there's nothing past or above Jesus plus something. It is was, nothing, it you was know? just like, you know, you know, those little evangelism pamphlets that you hand out, you walk them down the Romans road. You are a sinner. You have to know that you are a sinner. You have to repent of those sins. Tell God you're sorry. Invite him into your heart. And this is, this is all the filter of me at, you know, seven, eight. Well, you know, but I mean, that, but, but that's the filter you take with but you. But that's what from go. But though. that's you know that's what it meant to me. Like if you had to say these certain words and you had to really mean them, like all the stories I heard, they're like they're so powerful and God saved me in these huge ways, which I just could not understand. I didn't understand any of that, and I was always told like uh, I was a very angry kid. Uh, looking back now, I'm realizing that a lot of those anger outbursts were panic attacks that were just manifesting in anger. Right, right, but, as it does. But, you know, I was I was told, you know, you're a Christian and you're letting this anger overwhelm you. You can't call yourself a Christian if you're getting this angry. Like, those were the kind of things that were said to me. Right. Only Jesus could have anger because it was holy anger and, and that's Oh, that it. was li- literally a yeah. thing. Like, humans cannot <laughs> be in anger and not sin. That's just not something we can do. So if you're angry, 
you're in sin and you need to repent. So very angry kid, <laughs> a lot of pent up emotion. But um, I would just say, I'm not, I'm not really saved. I have all this anger. Oh no. So you know, I would, I, I faked my own salvation just so I wouldn't. I felt, you know, I, I don't know even know if this was communicated to me, but you know, I felt like if I was not saved, I would not be a part of my family. I would not be a part of the church I was so desperately trying to please. Right. As a kid, you know. I'm saying you know so many times. <laughs> it's my, it's you my know. thing. It's my catchphrase. Uh, no, I felt like I had to fake it, and I wrote out this very by the book salvation story. Um, and I hid behind that, and that that hurt me from being genuine and asking questions because people uh, people assumed I already knew because I had everything memorized. Right. Just to just to hide myself from the fact that I wasn't saved, so I'd rather just memorize all the right answers instead of just ask, "Hey, I don't really understand what's going on here." I would just give the you know paper given or book given answer to any questions, and I was always, "Oh, you're so smart. You're so mature. You're so, oh, you're you love God so much. Look at how much you know about the Bible." And it was all just so I could prove that I was saved. It wasn't out of, you know, I I convinced myself, you know, I do love God, and this is. This is me being obedient. Right. But deep down, I knew, like, (laughs) I'm not saved. I don't even know. No, and I'll always always go back. Nope, I have that written down in my, I want a book. This is me. You know, I'm saved because of that. That was definitely real. Right. Well, so, so breaking all that down, so you feel, what would you have felt had you not got saved at the right time when it was, like, being pushed? Or along with, if you did ask challenging questions as a kid which most kids should ask challenging questions because they're trying to learn and and grow what did you feel or what was the unwritten rule you felt um if you were to do those things in honesty and like true curiosity i really don't know like it was so real the fact that if i didn't you know i should know these already well, but where does that come from? So, like, where in your <laughs> church experience did that manifest itself where you saw something or heard something or witnessed something that I, created that? There's not that? any one specific point where I'm like, oh, if I don't know, shoot. Like, or what, what, what it was just kind of the... It was just kind of the feeling. Right, 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 right. If right. you don't know, are you really? Right. Like, and if you're not really, then, uh, you know, maybe... You're like the pagans, and you need to repent. And I, you know, out of, it's just my personality. I did not want to be cast out. I did not want to be looked at as ignorant or, you know, different. So I just did what I had to do to fit in and to be a part of this community that I was neck deep in, you know? (laughs) Right, right. You wanted to, you didn't want to be cast out from the dinner table, as they say. Yeah. So what about you? Like, what was your... Uh, experience with religion and church and God and you know what that looked like in, in your childhood so for me it was different um religion has always been a part of my my um family of origin life um but it's not always been Christianity um nor any other really religions we were part of this unschooler movement here in Texas um it had its benefits and disbenefits one of the big Disbenefits was that it was toxic femininity. Um, and when, when I say that, I mean 
Um, you and mean please, like man haters? Like, like it was man haters. Like men are like, born to be evil, like evil not, scum. You not know, in the religious sense. Um, like just it was really anti male in so many ways, um, and you felt that and knew that. So that's what I mean when I say toxic um, uh, feminism. Um, it's rare to find that um, from toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity is more prevalent, but when you find a toxic feminist, you know. Um, it's very blatant. Well, yeah, and as a, um, and as a kid, that, that burden, I know the burden on me was you only exist for men to thrive. Right. And you, so you it's probably basically well, the opposite, right? You only exist for women to dominate you. No, it was, it was because of your domination over women. It was an answer to that. Like retribution? It was like that retribution, hatred. Like you have to pay for your um, father's sins. Yeah, like, like it was just very... Strange. And it, and it wasn't... Like, I'm pretty sure the husbands of that group felt it more at that time. Um, but they were all, most of them were wife beaters. Like, <sighs> which I understand kind of where that toxic femininity comes from, or feminism comes yeah, from that now. that makes sense. That makes some sense. It doesn't make it right that they would take it out on some of their boys. I didn't get, my my mom wasn't that way towards me. Um, she just never was. Um, so it didn't come from her, but witnessing, like, going and staying at people's houses, some good friends, and witnessing that kind of interaction. Um, so there's a lot of domestic violence in that culture. Um, and then it, it just, along with pretty much you were allowed to do whatever you wanted to. Um, I remember, like, I could go up and be like, I don't give a flying fuck at 10, and no one would bat an eye. Like, in a room full of adults. So where was was, like, was religion backing this philosophy? It, it or was, was. I mean, it... by definition, it was Wiccan um, in a way. Like, by the practices, very Mother Nature, um, that kind of side of Wicca. Um, but, I mean, that whole movement, unschooling in, in that side of feminism is a religion. Um, it, it, because it is an organized group of people that get together to either bash the school system or bash another gender or like, like pretty much all I view religion now is is a, a group, people group talking shit about something. Like, like really, that's what Put religion is. Put that in the is. dictionary. Um, that's what religion is. On Ours is right. Everyone else is crap. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and that's what religion is. It's not, hey, you know, we believe this, but we love you guys, and we think we got it right, but that doesn't mean we can't hang and and you know. So you're separating talk religion from Christianity. I'm, I'm essentially uh, no, I'm separating religion from faith. Okay. Faith is a whole nother thing. So faith for me came much later. Um, so up until 10, I was in this kind of very pretty much unorganized, organized chaos. I contradicted myself. I understand. But go look up unschooling in North Texas and go from there. It's wild. Uh, it's wild. We went to a conference. <laughs> we did not uh, When I grew up in leaving. those, like I was a kid in those Ugh. conferences. Um, it, it took one and I'm like, nope, <laughs> nope. And uh, it, it's crazy. Um, it's really hard to explain. I'm probably going to do an episode on it just unschooling with some probably hopefully unschoolers um, and talk about like that whole movement. Um, but this is, and also this is the one I, I grew up in. Um, it is might be specific to that group um, but or that movement, but so that's where religion kind of started for me. Faith, on the other hand, began much later. Um, I was about 10, 11-ish. And so um, we started going to this Baptist church in the middle of nowhere. Um, and I remember going. It was a fire and brimstone pastor. It was get saved, go to hell type of black and white place. Um 
And so that's kind of what I started my first walk in. And it got crazy after that with home churches, Pentecostalism, dealing with prophets and demon casting out. Like it, it just got nuts. So on top that. of the crazy chaos, at ho- the structure style at home, church was kind of the same thing or God and faith was? Um, no, because like the fire and brimstone kind of like form of the gospel is, is like really strong, but it preaches like strict, like forfeit of livelihood and of, of, or of personhood pretty much like who you are will never be good enough. Hmm. Um, and so because of that, you can't be you, um, leave your troubles and hurts and pains at the door. Oh, that's a problem. Um, like, and so it was this place that going from this chaos and freedom, literally anything, to boom, overnight, just strict. Um, and it took a while for my parents to get there, to be strict and, like, be that way. But it, but seeing it, like, it was always foreign to me. Um, so your view of God was what? At that, you know. Oh, God was an the, asshole. Oh, jeez. Like, like, God was just a straight up <laughs> Don't asshole. Don't hold back now. <laughs> um, well, but I mean, literally, that was the thought. It was like, you know, fuck this dude. Like, when I first started, I'm like, really? Like, this is. This is, this who is this, the religion that spread across most of like, the, the earth. This is the rapidly. most. Yeah, this is the good one. This is what people are willing to die for. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like. They're telling me this guy died for me and loves me, but this guy wants to do nothing but, like, punish me. Mm. Those two don't go together in a 10-year-old, 11-year-old's brain. You only get one because even a kid at that age knows, like, wrath is There's not love. disconnect there. Yeah, like, like, and that's what they were teaching, you know, you disobey. So, I mean, the church was very legalistic. Um, disobey wrath. Yeah. You lie. Wrath. <laughs> um, you know, you're not who God wants you to be. Wrath. Wrath. Well, I don't know who God wants me to be. Well, you need to figure wrath. it out. Wrath. I don't know how to figure it out. Like, it was... It was you're not smart <laughs> enough. Wrath. It was basically the concept of most churches. Um, they're full of questions, but no answers. Mm. And so, that's, that's what they were. a very good synopsis. <laughs> and so, that's what they were. Um, but we don't have all the answers, Clay. Well, but and we, we have never will the few. until the other side of glory. We have the few. He's given <laughs> us answers, and at ten, Sorry. I knew because they kept saying, like they kept freaking saying, we have this motherfucking book with all the answers, but we don't know the answers. That, that's what makes sense, especially at a kid's mind. Yeah, like even like, now, I'm like, like they broke me. They didn't break questions. me emotionally. They just broke my brain. Um, so I fell in line because I couldn't use it anymore. Oh, no. Um, and, you know, so I, I mean, to, to fit in with the kids, I, you know, started obeying better, doing the best I can. Um, I was still, like, had a massive authority problem. Um, I still do. Um, authority does not scare me uh, yeah. in any way. Um, and that is both a good thing and a bad thing. Um, it, and so, you know, as a kid, like, adults would tell me what to do. And I'm like, dude. Did you contribute to making that egg? And I'm like 12. <laughs> Jeez. And uh, like I, I'm pissing people off. But like they can't say anything. And I'm like, dude, you're not my parent. Do not like did you, did they give you consent? No. Okay, then then shut up. 
And like I'd walk away. Meanwhile, I know when any <laughs> pastor enters the room at all times. <laughs> well, and like me, like the pastors, I could care less about. Like I, just another dude. Um, he just gets paid to talk. Um, I had I had daddy issues, so the pastors were my father figures. Well, I mean, I had well, issues. I'm sure you did too. Um, <laughs> two, two but, different but responses. Is, but my response was just screw it. Well, and it comes from the environment I was in. But basically, so going through that meeting religion for the first time, it was like the strict a hole of a god who loves you it was dumbfounding hmm. like how this could work so um, just a contrast so you have that and my early views of god was he loves you so much but if you step out of line we're gonna have to kick you out of the family right well that was more the yeah. cultish side of like you're not wanted by anyone at this point where you're worthless goods period this one was god wants you but he hates everything about you mm. Like that was that's how it came across. Um, yeah, no, I can see that. And so, like, you're going, okay, I'm good. So I ended up getting saved of a revival at this place. Like, they finally nice. broke my ass down. Um, and this is round one. Um, there are three salvation type of experiences, or hmm. two, and then a real one. Um, but this was the first one. Just, I mean, it was it was that whole southern revival thing where they just kind of pressure. They raise that music up and like he's looking at you deliberately. Um, did you did you get candy at the end? No, oh, man, um, you didn't. You you need to go into those northern churches. They offer candy for salvation. But yeah, so we did that. Um, and so yeah, I mean that was my first experience with church, um, and it got weirder after that, if I can say that. Um, and so yeah, um, but. On the good side, I, I can, I guess I say, like, the fellowship and, like, interaction between people was amazing. Hmm. So, like, the, the family, church family aspect was amazing. Were they nice people? Like, they were good people. Aww. Fucked up on views, but wonderful people. So, compared to the other families you would be hanging around, say, outside of church, if you had to pick one community, which would it be? Honestly... Like, so if I had to pick one community, that's a hard one. Um, like, me now or me as a kid? When, as a kid. Oh. Um, like, if you had the choice, your parents say, you know what? You get to decide for the family. Do you want to stay with the church family, or would you rather stay it, with the ones we've been hanging around? It would definitely be the church family, mostly because I was heavily bullied in the unschooling world hmm. for a long time. Um, years by this one kid. Um, and in that community, they don't stand up for you. Like... No, you, like, if you can't stand up for yourself, not my deal. Ah. Um, and so, like, and that's how the parents even raise my mama bear deal with it. <laughs> and so that's what it was. But, but, and so going to the, the Christian side or the church family side, like, they stuck up for each other. They were all like Gryffindors. Huh? Like, like, you hurt one of us. You reference Harry we're Potter. Going to fuck you up. Going to hell. Like, like, so, so I came from the Slytherin house. Where, you know, to each their own, do it yourself, to the Gryffindor house, which was more prim and proper. And, and you know, yes, there were some rules and some really messed up things you got to do, hmm. but they took care of one another. Man, I wish you would have brought that metaphor before. I would have just asked, would you rather prefer the Slytherin house <laughs> or the Gryffindor house? Well, but, I mean, that's all I can, like, really give it. To, I mean, if anyone's seen the movie or read the books, that's what it was like. That was the drastic stark difference um on how people acted and and everything so it was definitely it was it was weird 
Um, well, I asked that because I have no idea up until I met you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You ruined me. But I had no idea what community looked like outside of church. That was all I knew. I did not know anything <laughs> about people who did not go to church. I was that I was so sheltered in that aspect, which had some benefits. Again, I didn't really get bullied. Right. I didn't, you know, I was never offered drugs or whatever because the communities I ran in were super strict, very right. fundamental. But Hell, I that, remember selling drugs in high school to a pastor. <laughs> what? I don't think you told me that story. Yeah. Yeah. Me I and remember a the guys. alcohol, but I didn't know it was drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's like, you got some weed? Like, <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sorry for my language. I'll leave um, that out. That's your... <laughs> what the heck? Heck. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but no, like I remember in high, like I say high school, but it was more like junior high, high school. And, uh, he's like, you got some money? I'm like, yeah, sure. Sure. Here you go. What? All right. Here's some money. Dang. Like, I mean, that was what? like, so my Christian world, like, so e- and we'll get to that later. Um, but my Christian world in high school and growing up after this first experience was drastically crazier. Well, uh, th- th- that's what I mean. Like I didn't. Selling drugs and partying and getting drunk, you know, all those things were just things I've heard about. I had never experienced those were, those were things the heathens do. Well, they were just um, explained to me so right. severely that I didn't want to touch it. Right. And the only time I interacted with someone who was not a Christian was to tell them about Jesus. Right, right. You only went to the war zone to, to be a medic. Yeah, yeah, never, never to be a friend. So yeah. you know, once we started getting into a community that of people that did not go to church, it just you know, which the, the church painted was how long? It's been about six years it's now. It's been almost seven years. Jeez, but no, like you know, I had always imagined like, oh, they always drink, they always do drugs, they're always always trying to make you convince you that your faith is a lie. Yeah. Like they are out. Anyone who's not a Christian is out to change you and take you away from the faith. And you have to be vigilant and always preach the gospel at them or they will change you and you will repent. You oh, will yeah. fall from grace. Yeah. Well, and so, I mean, it took a long time for us together. Cause so I fell into that. Um, I fell into that mindset later in my walk um, with the church and everything. Um, the older I got and the more I got into church. I got stricter and stauncher, um, and it it really it got it got bad for me in that way. Um, like as Julia saying, she went more open and free and accepting and whatever. I became what I hated, so I went from that free and ran to that structure because that is one thing I loved about the church um, was structure. There, there was like structure there was a time and a place there was things to do and so i did run to that like Hmm. unbeknownst to me like back then i wouldn't have said that um but like i ran to the church for that because there was structure there was dependability there was trust you know um and i didn't have that anywhere else for a long time dang um and so, and I didn't realize this until God, not but a couple of years ago. So, well, um, and I, I, not departed, but I went kind of the opposite way because oh, I yeah. had so many questions. But I feel like it, I, I felt like it wasn't safe to ask because it was just assumed. Jules, you've been a Christian for ten years. You should know this, right? Well, it, and it's funny. Like, so um, we had we had some marriage counseling done um, a handful of years ago from a friend of ours, and he gave us these tests. Um. 
and like I don't know if you remember it's like family origin, what you went through, blah blah blah. And he was writing all this stuff down, where you're at now, da 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 da. And he shows us and we both started polar opposites on like extreme freedom and extreme control. And then we both ended up polar opposites on extreme freedom and swapped roles on extreme freedom and extreme control. Like it was this weird night and day switch. Um so for saw. all you parents out there, it doesn't matter how you raise your kids, <laughs> they might just end up the opposite of what you taught them. Well, and, and honestly, like I've I've been told a lot in my life, um, one, you probably shouldn't be alive from the crap you've done, and I shouldn't. I've done no. a lot of stupid things. Um, no, you shouldn't. And then <laughs> I shouldn't be like I am. Like I shouldn't be this strict, staunch, very black and white at times person um, in any way. Um and I've been told that a lot, um, mm. especially by family, like who watched me grow up and be like, "Dude, you were a fucking hellion." What, what ha- the hell happened? Jesus happened to me. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> and I've, I've been down that road. That road sucks. <laughs> but so with all this, um, you know, just where we started from. What is what is one good thing? Good things. Like like we talked about those bad things. Oh, definitely the thirst for knowledge. Like, um, so you know, I was constantly surrounded and being fed information about the Bible, about Christianity, about history, about origins of Bible stories, about what time the books were written. Like just these m- tiny details that had to be memorized. I, I third place in national quizzing. Hello, <laughs> humble brag. Hashtag. Um, but you know, uh, it was constantly, you need to know, you need right. to know, you need to know, you need to know. Right. And most of it was so people, when people ask you, you could defend them and not look like a moron. But, um, that, that information is very valuable to me now because when pastors take a verse and make it mean something, it's not I'm like, ah, buddy, that's, that's not what that verse means. Or if, you know, I see something that, you know, my brain wants to go, see, you're a horrible human being. I can look back at another verse and go, no, no, that's not, that's not the whole story. The Bible says that we're given grace and God loves us. Right. You know, I, I, I have a foundation of, of knowledge that means a lot to me and keeps me afloat when I am sinking. Right. So even though it was taught to me out of <laughs> maybe misguided intentions i still have a very strong foundation now the rest everything that was built on that is kind of crumbling because i'm trying to you know figure out what was rhetoric what was twisted right but you know i still have that and i hold that to be extremely valuable and you know being encouraged to look past one verse advice yeah yeah so just you know cherry picking a verse and saying here is you know your mantra for the year um it's just instilled in me this need to know the entire story so that's very valuable to me fair fair what about you like what what's your good takeaway so my good takeaway would have to be structure um as much as i i hated at times in my like natural being wants to just lash out irrationally about structure. Um, it would have to be the structure I found in the church, um, mm. that it's okay to have rules and regulations at times and, and, you know, um, a power structure to some degree, um, where it's good to have someone leading or driving the boat at least. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they might not have the final say, but at least they have like a an idea where we're going. Um, because again, coming from a world where no one knew anything and everything was questioned all the time, 24-7, and no one knew where you were really going to find that structure and guidance um, and vision even um, in the church was really, it's kind of what made me in a way. Mm. Um, because that I enjoy structure. Um, I have a lot of problems with structure and being organized in some things. Julia can tell you, but yet I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, so it's like I enjoy its presence. I just don't always <laughs> utilize it. Right, and and that's the thing. Like I just don't. Um, so uh, again, about, it's those that fight. What about just from your childhood and growing up, and just kind of where you are now? What's probably the, the most damaging from the church, from your childhood? Not talking about you know what we've been through together, but on, on your own. Um, it's that people are flaky as hell. Yeah. Like no one has Surprise. longevity. Well, no. So like there's, there's flaky, but like, like I grew to hate. Um, so it's kind of like, uh, Paul Barnabas and John Mark. Okay. Um, Paul, like. You're talking didn't, from the Bible. Didn't, right? didn't hate, but. Paul really didn't like John Mark. He had some strong because opinions. <laughs> he pretty much called him a, a worthless shithead. Um, he did not. When you want to break that down, he was like, this dude's worthless. Um, he left us and abandoned us. Screw that guy. How would you feel if you <laughs> sailed overseas like, and the guy's like, peace, I'm out. So they, I mean, and they, they went on a mission trip and John Mark's like, it was just them three. And he's like. fun being chased down by yourself. Deuces. Y'all have fun. Try not to get killed again. Um, I'm out. And so John Mark left. Well, John Mark came back. was an old man. He was just done with it. <laughs> he was done. Well, lo and behold. Taking these flaky millennials. He uh, he came back and uh, um, came back to Barnabas and was like, hey, I'm so sorry. I repented and did all this stuff. And Barnabas, and that's why Paul and Barnabas separated, um, is because of, of that issue. We record of that. Um, it's just he talked favorably about him at the end. And, and then, yeah, Paul at the end did talk favorably that he finally like okay you're good good it means something really good happened that's really cool so um so that's kind of how i what was and kind of am in a way um is that it's taught me to be very judgmental of people when they flake out like Mm. automatically it's like what the hell dude like if you got reasons fine you got reasons but if you're just flaking because it's hard screw you get out like don't need you, don't want you. Childhood from church taught you. Yes, because that's so. When the church went to split, that first split I was a part of over church, it was over carpet, minor doctrinal issues, like super minor doctrinal issues, um, hmm. and like I think the new building project, some issues there. Um, building. What is it yeah, with I new buildings and church splits? I, I don't know. but And so that was kind of a culmination of that. So there was the extreme, in that split, there was the extreme, like, law keepers. <laughs> like, re, like it was me. bad. Um, and then there was, like, the more liberal it's group. Um, How did we get married? And, and so basically, at the time, we were following this one guy who was the... Um, 
a Sunday school teacher. My parents went to the Sunday school, and that he was kind of leading the rebellion. Um, and uh, I'm so glad I wasn't a part of one of these. Like it was, it, it's it's really awesome when you think back about it. Like it, it'd make a great like video game at some point. How to survive a church split. Um, and so I found uh, our next series, <laughs> right? Um, but basically. Uh, so we were part of that guy's group, and it was very black and white. This is what the Bible says, bop, bop, bop. And uh, people, when people left, we don't need them. They are not strong enough, and God doesn't love them enough. Sweet God. Yeah. And that wasn't really said, but it was damn sure implied. Right. Like, like the strong will prevail. And so that stuck with me for a long time, um, mostly because in unschooling, you got to teach yourself everything. Um, uh, it's a term autodidact. Um, and so for me, it's when people bail for no reason and they have no, I guess what, what they would call grit. It bothers the hell out of me. I feel the same way. But, but like I get, I get pissed about it. Like mm. I'm, I am not okay with it. And it's, it's visceral. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> like it's, it's bad. And that's my natural feeling because like that, anger and that frustration of of people quitting for no damn reason just because it got hard mm. i don't think either of us know how to quit very well well no we're stubborn and that doesn't help but like if i could teach myself to read write and do all these things get a job at 12 years old work 40 hours a week like and do all these things um and you're you're walking away from a friendship or a thing because you disagree that you know Captain America's undies are pink and not blue, mm-hmm. like that type of bullshit. No, what? N- no, get gone. Don't talk to me ever I again. I need to know what this debate was about. Well, that's just that, <laughs> that's know, just a know, bullshit but reason. But it sounds like what you would. But have. I mean, but but a lot of people have bullshit reasons to leave relationships. Um, it's hard. I just don't. I don't know if we can work through this anymore. Why? It's just hard. Well, that's usually code for there's something deeper that I just. But don't want to but talk a lot about. of times there's not though. A lot of times, when you really ask them, they're like, "Well, I just I'm just tired. Take a rest. Get up. Do it again. Figure it out. You know, like like that bothers me. Like you don't just quit." You try You're and not you try. Allowed to quit. Well, you if you tried and you try and you try and then you quit, fine. You did what you you did what you had to do. Hmm. But I just I can't stand quitters. Um, and it comes from that and that that is that um and that would that would be probably the biggest one, like thinking about it. Um and again, not healthy. Hmm? Not healthy. Because um, well, that plays into a lot of other things. that's the negative, right? That's uh, what you... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure um, out what mine was. So I learned structure, and I learned the negative uh, of that, so it doesn't complement well. Jeez. Two-handed, two, two, two-sided sword? Two no, it's a double-edged sword. Thank you. That's double-edged where I was going. sword. That's what I was going um, for. But what about you? What is the one negative? Oh, allergies. <laughs> allergies. Um, I think... Uh, sent a very huge, very huge. <laughs> That's what she said. Hey, uh, no, uh, a very. I'm trying to figure out how to say it. Just say it. The idea. Well, no, I've already said the words. God is an asshole on this thing. I don't think we can do much worse. No, I'm. What's wrong with you? 
By the way, I don't feel God's an asshole now. We have a different relationship now, just so y'all know. We buds. <laughs> like, like, <We> buddy. <laughs> that was 10 year old Clay. Um, sometimes 30 year old Clay, too. Um, but not all the time. Goes that. Uh, <laughs> self-righteousness. And it was my okay. identity. Okay, I can see that. Uh, it's still a huge struggle that I, I constantly have to push down because I was so heady and because I knew so much at such a young age, I could take on an adult who right. didn't know what I was talking about. Right. And so that put a very big head on my shoulders in the matter of religion. Every, right. Everywhere else, I was like, yeah, I have no clue. I don't, I don't I don't know what drugs are. What's a weed? <laughs> What's a weed? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a weed? <laughs> Sorry. But you know, I had I, I, I knew religion, I knew the Bible, I knew right. I knew God. And then I found out I didn't know him at all. I I knew him through a certain lens and now I'm having to kind of restructure and figure out who he is all over again. Um, but I knew facts. Right. Very well. I knew Bible verses like the back of my hand. I I could quote half the Bible at you right now without having to look up references. So that put a very big head on my shoulders, a lot of pride in my identity and religion. You know, it turned it started insecure like most things do. I started out very insecure, then to compensate for that, I just learned as much as I could. And then I acted arrogant about it. You learned without guidance. Yeah. Yeah, it was Well, just, there was guidance for sure. Well, but I mean But it was to make, you know, look at any Republican Christian yeah. today. Well, not any, but the, right, the stereotypical right. Republican conservative Christian. That was me. Right. Facts are black and white. Suck it up, buttercup. And they're not even facts. They're just my facts. Right. You know, not those right. liberal facts. <laughs> the ones from the Bible, right. which aren't in the Bible, but, you know. <laughs> You know, that that kind of turned on them, so they created this monster who knew all these Bible verses. That then I go and look, and um, these Bible verses aren't saying what you're saying. You're a liberal, <laughs> right? So you know that that was again was beneficial in the end. But during that, it took it's taken me about ten years to kind of oh god yes come out of that legalistic, yeah. arrogant, insecure pride. Well, yeah, I remember, like, so how hard was it for you when I mentioned Paul and Barnabas and John Mark oh. not to just, like, jump? I'm just sitting here going, they need to know the whole story. But they don't. And you notice that I jumped in there at the end. To yeah. Correct. Yeah, no, yeah. That, was, that was a mild version of how well, and I that, was like. And the funny thing was that wasn't her trying to be an ass about anything. That was just a gut wrench reaction. That's, that's like just, it was just a gut check. It was just a hey, I gotta well, do this. Well, and I it have some, I have some teacher in me, and I just like people to know what the truth is, not you know. And if I see an error, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go fix that. Right, but I'm I'm talking about your the arrogant, and it used to be way worse. Like we, I used to not talk to Julia about anything religious. Uh, I don't blame him now. at all. I, back then, I was just you know, it was in my head. He is a, rebelling against the Bible, and he just doesn't like someone who speaks yeah. the truth. You know? Yeah, and so it's like, my God given mission to teach him the truth and that you know that's what that's like i remember telling her she asked one time she's like why don't you talk to me about jesus i said because you're a jerk about it mm-hmm. like you're a flat-out religious bully and i'm done like when you're done being a bully you can come and talk and i'll be happy to have these conversations so long we're talking like that. six years it took a if long not like you yeah, know about six years about six years of our marriage was like nothing religious like we might have gone to church but we didn't we went discuss to church shit. together we didn't t- <laughs> well just because i was you know that my my upbringing now that's not it was my choice to be an ass right but you know that's just what i knew to do that's how yeah. i was taught to respond right and you didn't know and it took a long time because 
like even for me, I'm just like, uh, whatever, who cares? And so the staunch stuff she was even saying at the time, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go with it. So yeah. I adapted it and went with it and went with it. And, yeah, we got closer through that. Um, but it wasn't even we didn't you. We didn't discuss harder topics. We, oh, we no. Knew, we knew what we agreed on, and we would argue those back and forth, usually politely. But yeah, one of us would end up saying something stupid and the other would correct and then we'd get in this holy war about what the bible says or not just that someone would be like well you're just stupid for saying that and we weren't at the part in our marriage where i could look at her she could look at me and be like that's stupid that's stupid where the can we heck re- did you can get we that rewind source? that a little bit and like can i can i help you understand what that really means kind of wish you, you would know more of the bible back then so you could backhand me when i would talk about the awful misogynistic view of the Bible that I no, was submitting to. No, because when I came out of toxic feminism, I wanted nothing to do with equality. Fuck that. Like that, like I had, and I really, because of where I came out of, like women are assholes. Like no wonder got in the church guys are putting you down. Like that was the thought process. Oh, well, because that's what I grew up with. I had no other like yes, I saw my grandparents, but they. Oh, I see like, why there's so, so like, many issues because I grew up with <laughs> women are assholes. They are always trying to get control. So anything that you feel like right. you need to be equal with men is a sinful part of your nature. You need to submit. Yeah, and so that Satan knew what he was doing. Uh huh. Well, and and so I'm the thing make was you like be power I pushed hungry, back. and I'm gonna make you feel like you have to submit to anything like, man related. Like for a long time, I didn't want to lead you in it. Fucking suffer, figure it out. You want to be better than me? Fine. Like that I was think fucked I was better up. Than you. Well, and that was fucked up. Um, like trust me, <laughs> I don't it think was. I ever told you, but when like we were yeah, at, at the tr- at, at Timber Ridge, one of the first marriage conference or conferences they had, or you know, yeah, sermons. Yeah, yeah. I submitted a question. I didn't think at all it would get through, and it got through. And he almost looked at me when he answered it. And I was just. And the question was, "What do you do when you know more about the Bible than your husband? Your husband doesn't want to read anything about it." And it, they, that went on the screen. I'm like, shit. <laughs> and he's like, "You need to stop being so arrogant." <laughs> I didn't even say I, I didn't put any genders into it. Right. So you know, I made sure it would not be connected back to me. But he's like, you need to stop being so arrogant and thinking that you know the Bible. Maybe pray for your spouse instead of thinking you're better than them. And I'm like, ah, that's not what I was wanting. I was trying to get you to encourage my husband to read the Bible more. Not a, not a self-check. Well, and see, and see, that's the thing. Like, so there's, and that's, I guess, issue two. Is how it affected our marriage, <sighs> which we've kind of We're already answered. Have to do that next time because that's deep. That's a lot. Of... Well, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of step by step by step, <sighs> and how we came out of it. Yes, but on the whole, but it messed synopsis, us up. Like I hated her, she hated me, but we loved each other, and the hate wasn't real. It was like this: we feel like we have to. In a way, like because of how we were raised, I didn't want anything to do with a strong woman because that was just bullshit. Um, so I railed against everything she would try to do. Well, and I was suppressing any f- strong feelings because it yeah. was not my place to have strong emotions. So we never had a real conversation. No. Um, sex sucked. I was never um. honest with him about how I felt because yeah. I was like, well, you know, that's the demon in me trying right. to take control and dominate my husband. So right. I'm not going to bring it out. And so it took, it took years. Um, I finally broke down. I think I was the first one to start coming out of some of my stuff. Um, and one of those was like, you know, asking like, hey, I understand. 
and start walking through that. And then she quickly followed, um, you know, because I knew one of us had to um, at the time. So I, I did so. And then that pretty much brought us where we are to now where we can have conversation, look at each other and go, that's really stupid. Yeah, a lot of the really role dumb. models and the teachings, especially at marriage conferences. <laughs> and not not all of them. There are a good chunk of marriage conferences done by some incredible people. Um, That's true, but but it's we rare to find one. <laughs> it's rare to find one that is not either superficial or or whatever. But we digress. Um, the The church we grew up in affected our marriage. It affected our life. It affected how we raise our kids for a little bit shaped who we were and it's taken a lot of deconstruction to break down i wouldn't say deconstruction because a lot of the values are good the values were but how they were taught to be implemented were wrong so it was more so rebuilding um because the foundations of some of that stuff is fine no reconstruction yeah reconstruction is fine deconstruction we we have done that in some areas but it was more so reconstructing because like the value of being steadfast the value that you grew up with with knowledge is key is that base is amazing but every at all the ladders and stair steps to get to the top of that garbage well, you know the attitudes that yeah went with them like yeah the motivations it wasn't no so you have a better relationship with god and that you know knowing is you know the bible is not against being right. smart oh, <laughs> the god, bible no. isn't against intellectualism it tells you to go figure stuff out right but it was no so you can tell those pagan unbelievers yeah. what for Right. Well, and like with me, like my problems with authority or my problems with um, people quitting, I should be an encourager. I should encourage people to be steadfast and do things instead of just bitches them for quitting. <laughs> or my thing with authority, like I am not against going up to someone and being like, look, you have screwed up, but here's how we can help. Here's what we can do to get this better. It's okay that you screwed up. Um, you screwed some people over. It's going to hurt, but we're going to work through this and we're going to get done. I'm not scared of just having these really hard conversations with people. Um, and that's where my problems with authority have gotten me, that I'm not scared of authority. So I can have those conversations. Um, and <laughs> Church so, has taught me to be terrified <laughs> of, of authority. Right. Um, but there is, there's benefits to these, these bad coins that we were taught. Because um, we don't want to make it seem like these experiences were just shit. They gave us a lot of great values mm-hmm. in, in some ways. A lot of messed up values. Um, like I became a chauvinist. Um, what we were talking the other day, and you had this misconception of race in yours. Oh, just, well, just I mean, I was definitely raised racist, not right. by my parents specifically, but you know, any rhetoric that you can find from again right. a conservative Republican is what I was taught. Like you know, I still to this day will see someone of color, and my first response is just gut check. Is just like they're dangerous. I, I and then then I'm like no bad Julia and then, you know I know that was my upbringing which is, which is really funny because like I'm more scared of the white guys in our town <laughs> than anything like I don't know why but like the rednecks scare me more but it was like pelted into my brain that blacks are you know anyone of color Mexican you know they, they're right. all genetically disposed to violence have, have you told Joseph this yet Joseph's a good friend of ours. (laughs) No, you know, Mexicans are out to steal your jobs. Blacks are out to murder you and rape you. He he just needs to get a job. Um. (laughs) Sorry again, Joseph. (laughs) Love you, buddy. 
But, you know, anyone of color, they're just, it's not their fault. They're just born that way. The gays, so the, the gays are out there to make your children <laughs> the gay. The gays. It's I just, all the gays. Like, they all have weekly meetings. <laughs> they all, <laughs> there's an email that's sent out bi-weekly. I'm going to have to go talk to Seth and again. He's like, y'all have weekly the gays meetings? Like, how We're going to turn, if we, if we elect a gay man, he's going to turn the world gay. Hey, if That's Pete, their agenda. I'm sorry. If Pete gets it, he's going to do good things. Oh, I've heard good things. Anyways, no, but that's, all of those are my first reactions. Um, and I read somewhere, that, you know, your first reaction to people is how you were raised. Your yeah. Res- your actual response is what you've done to build on that. Yeah. So if it's, yeah, yeah, they're dangerous, you know, you haven't rethought anything. What, no, but now your response is what? My response is now like, no, <laughs> they are no different than me. <laughs> and they're beautiful and they're amazing. <laughs> and they're probably way more talented than I could be in anything. <laughs> and their cultures. Sorry, I'm, I'm just going to go off. And uh, and you know, my my third response, because there's three. The first one is oh, racism. Second one is no, that's bad. And the third one is how do I not appear racist? <laughs> what is the best? And so I'm just awkwardly like, will stare down. I am not someone who stares at people in the face. <laughs> or at all. At all. I don't do eye contact unless if I'm making eye contact with you, there is a problem. <laughs> or she knows you. No. Or I don't even make eye contact with people I know. It's she just, barely makes eye contact with me. I just don't do it. I, I'm not. A, it's a soul gaze. <laughs> It's a soul gaze. Have you read the the Dresden Files? I if you read stare them yet. into someone's eyes, you see into their souls. You see into their souls. <laughs> no, um. So yeah, my third response is, how do I not appear racism? So I'll just go right, out of my right. way to make sure they know I don't. I'm a friendly. I'm not racist. <laughs> I am a friend of yours. <laughs> You yeah. are a fan. So, yeah. yeah so, the, but yeah, the church was very heavy handed in teaching me that, oh, Muslims are here to take over the world and kill your children. Too. Well, that's, that's a whole, to me, that's a different issue because that's a post 9 11 era belief. Mm, well, before no. then, no, before then, Muslim Islam wasn't really like it was, might have been talked about in some, but like it was not like this rising tide of Islam um, type of thing like we had now. That is completely a post 9 11 american sentiment just like in world war ii um the japanese, the japanese like the vietnamese like we just are you of asian descent of any kind you're going here you're danger um, you're a danger um like there were sentiments because to germans dna um in in america from you know, world war one and the and from france and like so like War and things of terror bring about racism because they hurt us. Fear begets hate. Like, like I will never agree with extreme Islam. No one should, but I don't agree with extreme Christianity either. Those are things that should be abolished. Um, but even other Muslims would agree with that, and that's what that's where you know. Fear leads to anger. Uh huh. Anger leads to hate, and hate leads to <laughs> dark side. <laughs> The church but should take a lot of stories from Star Wars, man. <laughs> the, the, the church is the empire at times. Um, yeah. Um, well, That's the religious, the religious church Religion, yeah. is There's the empire. There's some really good people in um, the church. But. There are wonderful and amazingly gifted, spiritually gifted, like all sorts of people in the church of all colors, sexualities, and everything. Like, like God doesn't discriminate. Um, so, uh, 
so yeah, um, but yeah, this has been our experience with church. I don't know if there's anything else you want to add. Um, no, I think that pretty much sums it up. I mean, in in we'll probably go into detail a lot more with this. Um, well, coming yeah, soon with like our stories. This people is, yeah. who don't know us, what our religious backgrounds are, and you know wh- where we've been and where we're going. Yeah, because in order to know somebody, you need to know where they've been. Right, and and that's definitely one thing we're trying to do, especially with, while our show is in its infancy, still is show you where we came from. Um, just because we feel the story has helped other people, um, it's helped us realizing our own story. Um, and just working through it, and if it helps someone out there go, I've experienced that. No, it gets better. <laughs> it might take a while, but it does get better. You can survive it. <laughs> well, yeah. It, well, and it, it is survivable. Um, <laughs> and so, so yeah, and that's what we're doing here. Um, it's not all doom and gloom in horror stories. Um, honestly, there's a bunch of people who go through church and are in deep with the church in a good way and have no bad stories and are with amazing pastors well, and amazing I'm sure they people. have bad stories but none of it's traumatizing it's, it's like you know you know gary over here punched a clown once by accident type of thing like well, it's, there's always gonna be, and you, there's always there's gonna be imperfect people in the church right and, and you, you will eventually be screwed by someone right but it, it might not be extreme you know they, they, maybe there's just if you go to a good church there's redemption and there's repentance and there's hey there's reconciliation hey i need to tell you i'm sorry yeah yeah it might and take I've a while but, it, but it's happen, there and it's, you know, it's rare but that's how it should be oh god yes you know okay yeah you screwed me over but you came back and apologized yeah. and now there's restoration now our relationship is better because stronger yeah, yeah. Th- that's how it's supposed to be right and a lot of people have experienced that because they found people who were willing to say they were wrong yeah and that's and that's honestly what we're kind of doing here in a way this is in a way our restoration for all of this is that we can be wrong on everything um this is what we know for now this is our experiences this is our experiences so um so don't take this as like advice um ever <laughs> uh you know uh we're just sharing our stories yeah so. and if there's anything from today that you want us to kind of go deeper into and kind of explain let us know we'll yeah a whole episode about it yeah we're we're open books on this stuff um, and even if you don't want us to do an episode about it, just come to us talk to us we are ha- more than happy to share we don't have secrets no and and we because we secrets so we'll be happy to tell you more information one-on-one if that's what you want oh, well yeah and and like i said we we won't give advice um we will always give we talking about we love giving advice <laughs> well no but but realize like if you if you want us to talk to you about something or maybe you're experiencing this as you're going through the same situations um we can just use our stories of what we've been through to and what to we show found works we and it. our failings um, so, and what does not work <laughs> right um but but yeah um be on the lookout for uh episode three as well um, that one's going to hopefully be a, a bigger episode. Yeah, it's going to take um, a little bit longer to do. It's going to it's going to take a little it's bit a longer little to do. It's a little more fresh, and it yeah. still hurts. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So, um, but with that, um, it's kind of the news spot, I guess you'd say, if we had any news, and that is that we're switching days. So, Drum roll, as you're listening to this, it's going to be Saturday. Um, is when this episode is is up. Um, we are going to be switching. Um, our ship date release to date. release date to Tuesdays. Um, 
I think that would be better um, for me and Julia um, and for the guests we're wanting to have on and give us more time to hone and refine this show to make it um, everything we want it to be. We want it to be the best quality we can. We know the content's not always great, so we got to have something that's great. Um, well, and we need our weekends. Well, that <laughs> and, and well, and weekends to get guests on. Um, you know, along with we, you know, running a family, we're not both able to, or even I'm able to, some weekends to be able to do it and to have an extra day or two to be able to make sure I can get y'all an episode and something to talk about. Um, I really do because I don't like having gaps, um, and I know Julie doesn't either of having a gap of of content. Um, especially outside of like a, a break or a seasonal break type of thing. So we will be moving the day from Saturdays to Tuesdays. Um, so not this week. It'll be in May, right? Yeah. So May the 7th? first, it will be the first Tuesday in May will be the next episode. Um, and so, yeah, that'll be May 7th. So there'll be a little bit long in between this one. Um, but with that, if you want to get a hold of us um, and talk with us or show ideas or tell us what we did wrong or you know, maybe we're missing something or maybe we said something wrong and you're wanting clarification on it of how we meant it. Or heck, um, if you want to start an argument, let's go. Yeah, either <laughs> or. Um, show us what we did wrong. You can email us at reapcast at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook at reapcast, on Twitter at reapcast, and talk to us there. Um you can listen to the podcast everywhere. Um, I don't think we're on... Including the bathroom. <laughs> you can iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, all pretty much anywhere you can listen to a podcast, we are at. Go leave us a like and a comment and a star review. Let us know what you think. Tell a friend. Um, and tell a friend, um, you know, if you like the show, share it. Um, you know, s- send them a link or have it playing when they're around you. Um, if you don't like the show, share it. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like the show, share it with your enemies. That's right. Um, but we'll no. give you something to talk about uh, at dinner parties. <laughs> but Did you hear those dumbasses talk about faith, man. <laughs> anywho, you've made it this far. Yeah, you. Congratulations. You, you're getting what you're getting. Um, <laughs> so you're welcome. But uh, we're gonna get out of here. Um, get to the rest of our day. Um, I hope everyone's week goes well. Um, and I appreciate <laughs> all of you listening in, as I'm pretty sure Julia does as well. Hey. Yeah. Um, oh, God. All right. Copyright. Y'all, y'all have a good one. Bye, guys. Bye.